0: some people when they meet me they just see me because i'm very relaxed i'm very normal when i'm when i'm not in the pulpit (laughs) and then they see me preach and they hear who is this person (laughs) but praise god our last meeting for this time i really wish it wasn't our last meeting i i don't know what happens when we come to delaware it's like we get here and and it's like as soon as we get here we're gone but we're here in the fall so please mark your calendars uh, your diaries if uh, you're not sure of the dates you can speak to Randy or Chris or Laura I called you Debbie yesterday didn't you know you're not a Debbie you're a Laura <laughs> okay let me read you some verses from the Bible I don't know if we're going to have them on the screen, or uh, you can follow me, or you can look in the Word yourself, or on your phone, or on your computer. First Chronicles 29 verse 11 says this, Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, and the glory. The victory and the majesty for all there is in heaven and in earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord. You are exalted as head over all. And then Psalm 145, verse 11. I think the, the words are coming up here from the scriptures as well. So Psalm 145 verse 11 they shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and talk of your power Matthew 6 verse 13 for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen and then 1st Corinthians 4 Verse 20, First Corinthians four. Verse 20, "For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power." You know these scriptures that I've just read to you are scriptures that speak to us about the kingdom of God. A kingdom that we've got to remember is not man's kingdom, nor the devil's kingdom or a temporary kingdom, but God's kingdom. And you know, it's very clear that when you look at the word kingdom, when it's mentioned in the context of these scriptures, we also find the word power. Kingdom and power automatically go together because wherever there is a manifestation of the kingdom of God, there is always the manifestation of the power of God. Paul said the kingdom of God is not in word but in power and when that power is released the sick are healed the blind see the deaf hear the lame walk the uh, the sinner is saved when the kingdom comes God's will is done on earth as it is in heaven the kingdom of God you see is the rule and the reign of God in action it's God's dominion It's God's authority. It enforces the will of God on earth. Whenever there is a proclamation, whenever there is a preaching of the kingdom of God, there is always a demonstration of power. You see that in the life of Jesus. The message and the mission of Jesus was to herald and to declare that the kingdom of God had arrived. That it it had broken into time and space and was there to release fallen humanity from the power of evil. one. It's interesting that the first message that Jesus preached, in Matthew 4 verse, 11, verse 17 and Mark 1 verse 15, was repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus therefore brought the kingdom into the here and now, and he says that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That word at hand means it's come. It's near. It's present. Not in its fullness, but it is here. The fullness of his kingdom will come when Jesus returns with us as the bride of Christ to the earth. That's when the kingdom will come in its fullness. It might not be here in fullness, but it is here. And if the kingdom of God is here, the Spirit's power is here. And the Spirit's power is available to break into your life tonight. I want to declare to you confidently, according to the Word of God, that there's more than enough power in this room right now to heal every sickness. To heal every disease. To remove and erase every demonic stronghold from your life tonight, before you leave this building. When you read the Gospels you find that Jesus spoke more about the kingdom than he did about the church than he did about money than he did about heaven or hell the kingdom was central to the message and the the mission of Jesus you look in Matthew's Gospel and Jesus starts by preaching about the kingdom of God And then in Acts chapter 1, before he goes to be with his his father in heaven, it says that he taught his disciples for 40 days things concerning the kingdom of God. The kingdom, the theme of the kingdom of God, goes all the way through the life of Jesus from start to the finish of his ministry. So therefore, if the kingdom of God, the message of the kingdom was important to Jesus, It has to be important to us. This gospel of the kingdom has to continue through our lives today. We carry this message of the kingdom wherever we go. When we talk about kingdom, we talk about authority. You have authority. When we talk about kingdom, we talk about dominion. When we talk about kingdom, we're talking about the fact that you have the ability to rule and reign in life. You're not a sinner. You're a saint. Every time Paul addresses the churches and wrote his epistles, you look at it. When he writes to to the people of God, he calls them saints. You're not a pauper, you're not a beggar, you're a child of God. Children of the king. Who have Christ living within them. You have the ability to rule and to reign. And we live to advance the kingdom of God. And We are here as the church to see God's kingdom, God's authority, God's power, God's dominion to break. Into our homes and our streets and our workplaces. Wherever we go, there has to be a release. We have to believe for a release of kingdom authority and kingdom power. Jesus said this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole earth and then the end will come. I know we teach on the end times and we talk about the signs of the times and there are many signs of the times. But one of the signs of the times will be this, that the church will be mobilized. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in every nation. Doesn't matter how hard it is. Doesn't matter how bad it is. It will be preached. And then the end will come. And our prayer needs to be. Wherever we go, wherever we are. However hard it might be in life. Whatever circumstances we're going through. However dark our workplace might be, our prayer must be, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that prayer is not future, that prayer is now. Because when you pray that prayer, you're calling the powers of the age to come. To to manifest into the here and now, to bring transformational change. To the world around us. You're decreeing through that prayer that the kingdom of God has greater power than the darkness of this age. That the kingdom of God has ultimate authority over sickness, over disease, over demonic oppression, over anything that's caused hurt in humanity. You're declaring that that kingdom is greater than any other kingdom. On the face of this earth... Therefore your assignment and my assignment is to bring the kingdom and in bringing the kingdom we are bringing the rule the power the authority of God into the world in which we live. Last Sunday myself and Anna were in a meeting an afternoon meeting in Toronto and we got there and We preached and at the end we we called out a prayer line for for people that were sick in their body. And there was a lady that came out that had cancer in her body, through her lungs, through her breast. And she came out for prayer. We started to pray for her and as we started to pray for her, there was a manifestation of the demonic. You know, whenever you pray for people at times there can be a clash of kingdoms. Kingdoms. You've got to remember that there's only two kingdoms in this world. There aren't many kingdoms. The world will say there are many kingdoms. The world will say there are many ways to God. There is only one way to God. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. There is only one mediator between God and man. The man Christ Jesus. He is the door. He is the way. He is the gate. He is the way to God. You can't get to the Father except through Jesus. That's the only door you can open to get into the Father's kingdom is through Jesus. That's why when we talk about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit always glorifies Jesus. He won't take glory for himself. We've got to talk about the ministry of the Spirit, but the Spirit will always point us to Jesus. Because he is the Spirit of Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's Jesus' kingdom. It's about the king and the kingdom. And there's only two kingdoms. The kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. And you know what it's like when you come up against that kingdom of darkness. There is a clash. There's a warfare. You You were born again into a war zone. Don't you know that? There's a war going on and most of the church don't realize it. They want to live in this sleepy Christianity land, this la la land where everything is nice and everything just goes good and there's no demons or powers and principalities. There are, there is a clash. There's a war going on. But we've won. We've got to remember that we are on the winning side. When Jesus said it was finished, it was finished. You either believe that or not. You either live on this side of the cross or that side of the cross. I'm going to live on the resurrection side of the cross, that it's already done in Christ. That still means that I've got to enforce Satan's defeat. I'm still in a battle. I'm still in a warfare. But we've got the name. We've got the blood. Hallelujah. We've got the word. We've got the spirit. We've got power. We've got authority. Back to the story, we were in this meeting in Toronto. This lady came out, cancer through her body, and we started praying for her. She started manifesting the demonic, and we carried on praying. And you know she got completely released from that, from that sickness and from that tumour. I spoke to her on the, on the Monday night. She came to another meeting and she said I got completely healed that, uh, yesterday afternoon. She said I, I, felt, I felt something leave my, my body. She said the more you and Anna were praying that that spirit was trying to claw into me. And to keep that sickness in my body. And you commanded it to leave. She said I know I'm healed. I know that there's no more cancer in my body. I know that I'm completely set free. You know we live in a fallen world and at times sickness comes just like sickness comes. But at times there is a spirit behind that sickness. Not in every case. But in some cases there is spirits that cause sickness to to manifest on people's bodies. And when you deal with that spirit, people are healed in Jesus' name. We've got to take authority over the powers of darkness. Our prayer needs to be let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth. As it is in heaven. When the kingdom comes salvation comes. When the kingdom comes healing comes. Deliverance comes. Breakthrough comes. Prosperity comes. And we must command the kingdom to come. Because Jesus has given us authority. He's given us power. You're not asking for authority. You have authority. You're not praying for victory. You stand in victory right now. There's a difference. You've got to change your mindset. You're not asking for power. You have power. If you have the Holy Spirit, you've got the power of God living within you. You need to be confident in that power of God. The Bible says you lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You have anointed hands. If nobody else is around, you lay hands on yourself and you command that sickness to leave in Jesus' name. Take authority over every lodger that would seek to come into your mind and into your soul. Take authority over every thief that would seek to steal, kill and destroy. You know, the enemy comes to believers' lives all the time and he steals enough is enough say say that's enough Tonight, I'm taking authority over that in Jesus name I'm going to rule and reign in Christ because I'm born again and I live in the kingdom of God it says in Colossians chapter 2 that you were transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light you live in a different kingdom right now you live in the kingdom of God Therefore everything according to the word of God of that past life has no authority over you today. But you've got to rise up on the inside and say I'm going to live in my birthright spiritually. I'm going to live in the inheritance that Jesus gave to me through the finished work of the cross. I'm going to enjoy kingdom living which is righteousness, peace and joy. In the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to ask for authority. I have authority. I'm not going to pray for for, for victory. I'm going to stand and command from a position of victory. Because according to Ephesians chapter 1. I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places. That is my position of authority. I am in Christ. My Lord if we could just understand that. Christ is in me the hope of glory. The spirit of Jesus by the Holy Spirit is within me. That's why I can live like Christ in the world today. As he is. So am I in this world. Whatever is going on in your world right now. Jesus has all authority. And all power. And you know to enjoy life to the fullness. You've got to take your eyes off your problems. And live from your position. Our position is with Christ. Our position is in him. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are spiritual. For the the pulling down. The tearing down of strongholds. We have everything that we need in Christ. Says this of Jesus in Ephesians 1 verse 21. It says that he is far above. All principality and power. And might and dominion and every name that is named. Not only in this age but also in the age to come. What name is harassing you tonight? Is it the name of sickness? Is it the name of suffering? Is it the name of regret? Is it the name of tragedy? Is it the name of a bad self image? Whatever name it is, he is above every name that is named. And it says that He's put all things underneath his feet. And let me tell you, if the enemy is under the feet of Jesus, the enemy is under your feet. You have kingdom authority and power tonight. Jesus said this in Matthew 28 verse 18. He said, all authority. Please note that he didn't say some authority. There's a realization for us here. All authority has been given to me. In heaven and on earth. And then he said go and make disciples of all nations. In other words because Jesus has all authority. He has given that authority to the church of Jesus Christ. We have his authority because he lives within us. His kingdom is within us. And we've got to exercise that authority and make disciples of the nations. And believe that we have everything we need in Christ. We have to live as Christ is in this world. That's what John said. As he is, so are we. In this world, we are the extension of Jesus in the earth today. We're his hands, we're his feet, we're his mouth. We are the continuation of Christ. And the anointing that was upon Jesus is upon us. The word that was in Christ. We have the full revelation of of the word of God. We have everything we need. The weapons of our warfare. We we, we have divine weapons. Hallelujah. To demolish everything that comes up against us. That is not from the kingdom of God. Let me give you just quickly tonight. Three spheres of kingdom rule. That God wants us to see operating in our lives in these days. Firstly, we have to rule ourselves. Because before we rule externally, we have to rule internally. The kingdom of God, the authority of God, the rule of God, the rule of the word of God has to have authority over our mind will emotions and actions you know as well as I do that some of the greatest battles that we face are not out there they're in here they're not external they are internal it is the war in your head The turmoil in your soul, the emotions that can be like a storm, the circumstances, the situations, the thoughts that you have where you you think into the next day or the next week or the next month. And you allow your mind to go down a track that, 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 that paints a picture of a disaster that could happen. You, you You allow those things to happen where things can just go completely out of control internally. And you know you can either allow those things to rule you or you can rule them. And that's a daily choice for you and it's a daily choice for me. That's why Jesus said in Matthew 6 verse 33, he said, seek first the kingdom of God, the rule of God. And his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you. Seek first the kingdom, seek first the rule of God. The rule of God first of all has to come to my mind. It's got to come to my will, it's got to come to my emotions because my mind, my will and my my emotions are not born again. The mind has to be renewed by the word of God. Paul was very clear in Thessalonians which when he said that we are spirit, soul and body. He didn't say, he didn't say body, soul and spirit. He said spirit, soul and body. Firstly, you are a spirit. Your spirit is born again. When you gave your life to Christ you were saved by the spirit and saved by the word. And your spirit was born again. It was saved. It was transformed. You are perfect in your spirit but you aren't in your soul. Neither am I. I'm amazed sometimes at the attacks that I get in my mind. And you can't allow your emotions to rule you. You've got to rule your emotions. God has given us emotions. It's good to laugh. It's good to cry. At times it's right to weep. We have emotions. Jesus in the garden wept. He was the son of God and the son of man. He went through emotions like we did. But we've got to be led from our spirit. And we've got to prosper in our soul. And you know the way that we change. The way we think is by the word of God. By allowing God's thoughts to become our thoughts. By getting so full of the word and so full of the spirit. That whatever comes in our lives we rule and we reign. There might be battles. There might be seasons where we're all over the place. But in the end we come through because we've got the word of God. And the spirit of God. And we rule ourselves internally. As a man thinks in his heart so is he. Your tomorrow is ruled by what you think about yourself today. We create our future by the way that we think. That's why we've got to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. That transformation comes through the word of God. It comes through the spirit of God. I'm amazed at how many Christians abound by anxiety and fear and addictions and a bad self-image or live this imprisoned life in this cell and the cell door is open but they're still in the cell and God is saying and the spirit is saying and the word is saying don't stay in the cell, don't stay in the, the prison there's no door on the cell anymore, walk out of that prison Be free. Because when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. Don't listen to lies. Don't listen to deceptions that come from the kingdom of darkness. Don't listen to your circumstances. That might be true. But there's something greater than true in the world today. It is the truth. It's only the truth of God's word. That will set you free. Your identity doesn't come from what the spirit of this age says you should be. Your identity comes from the word of God. That is your standard. That's why James said that the word of God is like a mirror. That's why you've got to look in this mirror every day. And see who you are in Christ. Don't look into the mirror of this world. Don't look into the mirror of Facebook and social media. Look into the mirror of this world. That will tell you who you are. So that you can stand up on the inside and say, I am what I am by the grace of God. Doesn't matter what I've been through. Doesn't matter what, what, what sufferings I've been through as a child or as a teenager. Old things have passed away. If anyone is, if anyone is a new creation in Christ, old things have passed away. The old has gone. That's one of the hardest things for Christians to grasp, that old things have passed away. But I'm here to tell you tonight that greater is He. That is within you, is greater than he that is in the world. You have the greater one living within you. But you've got to pick up your Bible and read it. You've got to pray in the Spirit, particularly in the days in which we live. These are serious times. There's a lot of deception out there. We've got, to, we, we've got to pick up our Bible and believe the truth. We've got to stand up and be a voice in the wilderness. Declaring this is the word of God. I, I'm not going to be swayed by the way that you live in. I'm not going to be swayed by, by your viewpoints. I'm going to stand by the word of God. As for me and my household we will serve the Lord. And I'm going to allow God's word to be the rudder of my life. Doesn't matter if somebody else is watering down truth. I'm going to stand on the foundations of scripture. The tenets of the faith that was built on Pentecostal churches around this nation. We are not going to dig up the foundations. That's, that's dangerous. We're going to keep our foundations intact. Praise God that this is a biblical church. That believes and preaches the word of God. But you've got to live by the truth. You've got to stand for truth. If you believe in divine healing, you've got to stand for divine healing. If you believe that Jesus is the only saviour to the world, you've got to stand up and believe that. That used to be foundational. That was taken for granted many years ago. It's not today. If you believe that holiness is a part of our, our, our tenets and what we believe, you've got to stand up for holiness and purity. And believe truth I remember many years ago before I fully believed what I believe now I was working in a job and I was laid off from that job it was around the credit crunch of 2008 that affected the United States you know when the banking system all crashed well you know as soon as it hit, hit you within six months it, it hit the UK I don't think we had it as, as hard as you, but there was lots of foreclosures on houses and people lost their homes and a lot of the construction industry was just closed out overnight. And I was working in the construction industry at that time and I just lost my job and I became really sick for a number of reasons. And I went to the doctor for some medication instead of going to Dr. Jesus. Jesus. I'm not against doctors. I I believe that God uses doctors. I believe God uses physicians. But the amount of people that we have seen that have been to the doctors and have given them no hope. And we've prayed for them and they've got healed. We've seen people with terminal diseases healed and and are alive today because Jesus is a healing Jesus. Amen. Well I went to the doctors. And I said to her, "I, I, I just feel so down. Doctor, I, I, I just feel I can't cope anymore. What can you do for me? And he turned around to me and said, you're depressed and you're having a nervous breakdown. Well, that's the counseling of the world. You're depressed. You're, having a, you're in the early stages of having a nervous breakdown. I'm going to r- write you a prescription. You won't go to work for the next six months. You just need to stay at home and just take life easy and take these tablets. So I started taking the tablets And guess what I felt worse taking those tablets Than when I didn't take those tablets I was waking up in the, in the middle of the night With the twitches I was going like this I thought it was the anointing But I thought it can't be the anointing It's the tablets <laughs> I came out in this red rush all over me It was like a Belizean beacon I was just lighting up You know And I felt so much worse just taking those tablets. And I remember just saying in my mind, well, Lord, why is this happening to me? He said, well, why didn't you turn to me? Why did you turn to the doctors? He said, why are you taking the medication of the world instead of the medication of heaven? He said, if you've asked... All you've got to do is use the name that is above every other name and you'll be healed in an instant. I said, what do I need to do, Lord? He said, throw those, He said, first of all, throw those tablets in the bin. I got all the tablets, I threw them in the bin and he said, just start praising the name of Jesus. And I just started saying, Jesus, 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 Jesus. The power of God came on me and I tell you something, I was healed in that moment and I've never had any issues in that area again. Why? Because God is able, if we will turn to him, if we will believe the revelation of scripture, he will heal us. He will cause the truth to set us free. From the inside out. I had to stand up on the inside and say enough is enough. Maybe you need to do that tonight. Maybe you need to stand up on the inside and say enough is Is enough. You've got to say, I ain't going to be a prisoner anymore. God does not want his people to live in prison. He does not want them to live bound. He doesn't want his people to continually live anxious or worrying. I remember in one meeting, myself and Anna were in, and this lady came out for prayer. And I said, I said, what do you need prayer for? She said, well, I'm a worrier. I said, okay. And I mean, she was bound. She was just shaking. She said, I just worry about everything. I said, why do you worry? She said, well, my mother was a worrier. And her mother was a worrier. And she said, all the way through my childhood, my mum would say, well, uh, you're going to be just like me. You're going to worry about your finances. You're going to worry about your circumstances. You're going to live a stressful life. You know, words have power. There's life and death in the power of the tongue. And we had to set her free from that worry and from that fear and from that anxiety. Because as a new creation in Christ, it did not belong to her. That's the important thing. It did not fit her life. She was in a different kingdom. In the kingdom of God, we don't have to accept worry and fear and bondage. We can be free. It was for freedom that Christ set you free. We are to live in freedom. In our mind, in our emotions, in our will. We're to prosper in our soul. And have the mind of Christ. Whatever you think, you can take every thought captive. Every thought. You deal with those thoughts. You take them captive. You take hold of them and say... No no devil you ain't putting that in my thought You're not making me think that way I'm taking hold of that thought right now Not every thought that comes into your mind is from God You should know that If it's not edifying If it's not wholesome If it is evil throw it out Don't think on that thought Thoughts are like seeds You you allow those thoughts to remain in your mind And they will become a harvest in your soul Deal with the seed Throw it out I remember going to Ireland a few years ago, and I woke up one morning. Anna wasn't with me. she was coming out later, and I woke up. And when I woke up, you know, the enemy will attack you at times, just when you wake up or just before you go to sleep. It can be when you're feeling tired. Recognize times like that. Guard yourself. Guard yourself when you're feeling tired or weak or weary. Guard your soul. Guard your mind. Look after your heart, out of it flows the issues. Guard your heart, the proverb says, for out of it flows the issues of life. The heart is the will, the mind, and the emotions. Guard it. Nobody else is going to guard it. You have to be the manager, the guardian of your own mind. Nobody else is going to look after that. You've got to guard it yourself every day, every moment of the day. And I woke up and I was thinking about the month that I had and I heard this voice say this to me. You know, you've got 34 meetings this month. You haven't got enough time to prepare for those meetings. You haven't got enough time to to spend time and study for those meetings. You're not going to be able to do it. There's no way that you, as a man of God, can prepare for 34 meetings. And you know, I listened to that voice and all of a sudden I started feeling condemnation and fear. And I had a choice. I was going to either allow those thoughts to take me down a road that I didn't want to go, or I was going to take kingdom authority over them and I was going to speak. You see, the enemy has no power when you speak. Because there's life and death in the power of the tongue. And out of my spirit, I said, how dare you say that, you familiar spirits? Don't you know that I'm a man of God? Don't you know that I've got God inside me? Don't you know that if 34 meetings go to 120 meetings, there's enough word, there's enough revelation, there's enough anointing on my life to bring fresh manner to the people of God? I rebuke you right now in the name of Jesus. I command you to go. And immediately that spirit went and peace came into my soul. That's what you've got to do. When the enemy comes with tragedy and regret and the past... You've got to deal with him. When he reminds you of your past. You've got to remind him of his future. You know when the enemy comes. And he reminds me of things that have gone in my life. I say to the devil. I say devil do you really want that battle? Do you really want to fight with me? Are you sure that you want to go into the wrestling ring right now with me? Me and God is the majority. I've got the word of God which is the sword of the spirit. Are you sure you want to do this right now devil? Come on. And I get my Bible out and I go to Revelation chapter 22. And I read those verses where he's going with the Antichrist and the the false prophet. I declare that he's going into that lake of fire. I remind him of his future. And guess what? He's silent. (laughs) He ain't got anything to say because just like Jesus, I'm standing up and saying it is written, it is written, it is written. You've got to stand on the word of God. You've got to use that word to go into your mind and into your soul to make you strong. And deal with every devil that attacks you. Secondly, his kingdom gives us authority and power to enforce the will of the Father over demons and sickness. Matthew nine thirty five. And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming, The gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease. Every disease. And every affliction. Well John that was just Jesus. Well go to Matthew 10. Matthew 10 verse 1. Jesus called his 12 disciples to him and gave them authority. You have the same authority right now. To drive out impure spirits and heal every disease and sickness. That's why I won't allow sickness to have authority. When I pray for people, I am still believing, I am still pressing in for a full manifestation of healing where everyone is healed. If it happened through the disciples, it can happen through us. Verse 7, as you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of God has come near. Heal the sick. Notice Jesus didn't say pray for the sick. We believe in prayer for the sick. But he's talking about his finished work here. He says heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse those who have leprosy. Drive out demons. Freely you've received. Freely give. Listen just like Jesus was called and commissioned to heal the sick. Cast out devils. So we are called to heal the sick and cast out devils. Because through the finished work of Christ and the authority of the word of God, we have power and authority to heal every disease and every sickness and release people from the power of the evil one. And church, we must not settle for anything less. There is enough kingdom authority in this room right now to heal all sickness and remove all demonic oppression in the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus is the healer. Jesus is the deliverer. And he's given us his name. The name that is above every other name. When you mention the name of Jesus. All of heaven backs that name right now. All of heaven is behind that name. Demons tremble. Demons scream. When we mention the name of Jesus. They have to leave. They have to go. 1 John 3 verse 8 says. For this was the Son of God manifest but to destroy the works of the evil one he has destroyed the works of the evil one therefore we have authority to enforce his victory Jesus said in Matthew 16 I will build my church and the ki- and the gates of hell will not prevail against it and I will give you the keys of the kingdom We have keys tonight hallelujah We've got the word of God which is a key We have prayer which is a key We have the name of Jesus which is a key We have the Holy Spirit and his anointing which is a key We have the armor of God mentioned in Ephesians 6 which is a key And we've got to release those keys Because keys are no good unless you use them If you forgot your key or you've lost your key in the building tonight. You can't get in your car and drive home. If you've got the key to your car and you manage to drive home. But you lose the key for your house. You ain't going to get in the house. A key might seem so small. But it's so significant and it's so powerful in everyday life. But also in the kingdom of God. And we've got to use those keys. We've got to drive out sickness and disease and the demonic. And release the keys of the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. And command demons to stop oppressing and attacking people's lives. Matthew 12 verse 28, Jesus said this, he said, If I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, the kingdom of God is among you. Maybe you're, fighting, you're facing some kind of spiritual battle tonight. Maybe there's some attack on your life. We're going to command release tonight in the name of Jesus. Maybe there's, maybe there's a stronghold. Maybe there's a spiritual wall that's just stopping something happening in your life. We're going to deal with those strongholds tonight. And we're going to command them to fall in the name of Jesus. I remember many, many years ago when I was pastoring in the north of England. There was a couple in the church and uh, they just weren't able to have kids. She'd had a number of miscarriages and it was just going on and on and on and it was just breaking them internally. And you can understand that. And I remember going to their house one day and again they'd just gone through the trauma of losing a child. They were just so ready to be parents, but they've lo- they lost so many children. And I prayed for them, and I left, and I, I got in my car, and after about 20 minutes, the Holy Spirit said to me, He said, go back and pray for them again. Tell them to get the nursery ready, because I'm going to give them children. Deal with the spirits that are attacking their lives. Deal with those powers of darkness. Deal with those, those principalities that are bringing sickness and suffering on them. Deal with those powers of darkness. Command them to leave today and believe that something is going to change. I am ready to give them children. This is not of me, says the Lord. So I turned around, I went back to their home. And we sat down and We prayed. And I said, I know it's tough right now. And I I, I said, I'm saying this by the Spirit of God because I wouldn't say it if it was from me. I, I would give you time to just grieve and go through what you're going. But I really do believe the Lord is saying right now, get that nursery ready. Get that nursery ready. And we prayed and we went up into the room and we prayed over that room and we commanded children to be released into that house that the spirit of barrenness would leave in Jesus' name. And the doctor said that they couldn't have children, but we agreed in faith and we agreed on the name of Jesus, asking for it to be done on earth as it is in heaven. We called the kingdom to come. We took authority. We ruled over circumstances. And within five years, they had two healthy children. We wrestled not against flesh and blood. But against powers and principalities and rulers in the heavenly places. We've got to stop looking at the fruit and go to the root. So often we see the fruit of what's going on in people's lives. But we've got to go to the root of things and deal with it. And command healing and wholeness in Jesus name. Finally. Kingdom authority and power is released when we preach the gospel of the kingdom. The gospel is good news. We are here to speak good news to people in a world that's full of bad news. You know as well as I do that you can just go, you can step out of your door in the morning and before the end of the day you are just swamped with bad news. But there is good news in a a world that's full of bad news and it's called the gospel. And it's the gospel of the kingdom. And it's increasing. God is always on the increase, he's not on the decrease. The kingdom of God is increasing. Isaiah 9 says, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Matthew 24, verse 14 says, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. We have to preach the gospel. And it's a gospel of authority, it is a gospel of power, and it is a gospel of love. Love is at the center. Our gospel is a gospel of love. It declares that Jesus loves people. Don't look at the person. Look at the fact that God loves that person. Amen. Don't look at their appearance. Realize that God has a plan for every person on this planet. And he wants to save them. And bring them in line with the plan and the purpose that he has for their lives. And the only way that you will come in line with the plan of God for your life. Is through the good news of Jesus Christ. That's why we've got to preach the gospel. And I know many of us in this room right now are stirred and burdened again with a passion to seeing people saved because now is the day of salvation. Doesn't matter what you do in life. Doesn't matter what calling you have in the kingdom of God. Every one of us are ambassadors of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are all called, not just evangelists, all of us are called to be ready to share Jesus with somebody. You know most people don't understand the Bible but they will listen to your testimony. Yeah, they, they really will. If, you'll t- if, if you tell them that you, that you were bound or you, and you were healed, if you tell them that you were on drugs and you got completely delivered from those drugs, you will get their attention. If you tell them that you were an alcoholic and you got completely saved and delivered from that, they'll want to know how you got delivered because people don't want to live in their suffering. They want to know a way out. And the only way out is through Jesus. Paul said this, he said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God unto salvation. It is a gospel that saves, it's a gospel that heals, it's a gospel that delivers. It is salvation for the total man. It will save a person, it will heal a marriage, it will restore a life, it will change a person's circumstances. That is what the gospel does. And we can't be selfish and keep it to ourselves. We've got to be able to share it as the Lord leads with others. We've just got to be open to divine appointments. I believe that we're in a new season of divine appointments. I believe that there are people in your day, your week, your month, or you that have been set up by the Spirit of God so that you can meet them and share the love of Jesus with them. Last year I was doing an Easter service in Belfast. And there was a lady that was coming to the service that we were at, her and her husband, and as she was coming, she thought of a friend that she just wanted to text to let her know about the meetings that we were at because we were going to be sharing about the resurrection of Christ. Easter Sunday, what a time to bring people. And she texted her friend, but she didn't text the friend that she thought she, w- she was texting. There was another friend, one... one, one, one digit down from, from the number that was there and she texts that other friend by accident and she hadn't spoken to that friend for over 10 years. And she texts that friend within two minutes, that friend uh, messaged back because she asked her to come to church and she said, I haven't spoken to you for 10 years but I would love to come to church. She said, said, I haven't heard from you, Debbie, for 10 years, but I really want to come to church. Where is it? Can you pick me up? She went and picked her up and brought her to the church. You see, there are people that are ready right now. Can you understand me? There's a harvest. And she brought her to the church, and she was sat about third row back. And I spoke about the resurrection of Jesus, and, and I was halfway through my appeal. And all of a sudden, she said, me, me. salvation and I had to stop and say come out let's pray for you Rana." she just came straight out received the Holy Spirit got saved got filled with the Spirit God did a work in her life she was just ready and you know there are so many other people like that right now I love that line that Rainer Bonke said many years ago he said I'm here to plunder hell and populate heaven that's why we're here God doesn't want anybody to go to hell. Can you hear me? He wants us to take them from, from the edge of hell and, and see them snatched and brought into the kingdom of God. Doesn't matter how young they are. Doesn't matter how old they are. We are here to see God's family get bigger and bigger and bigger. We are the family of God on mission to our streets and our neighborhoods to reveal to people that Jesus saves and heals and delivers and has a purpose and a future for their lives. To see transformational change in people for the glory of God. Kingdom, power, kingdom, glory. The kingdom is not a matter of words but of power. That kingdom has first of all got to rule us. It's going to rule our mind, it's got to rule our will, it's got to rule our emotions, we've got to take authority over the way we think, over the way we speak. The only way you change what you what you say is by what goes into you garbage in, garbage out. You get the word of God in you, the word of God will come out. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. Get soaked in the word of God, get full of the word of God. Don't allow those, those thoughts to steal truth from you. Don't allow those thoughts to condemn you. Deal with those thoughts. Deal with those emotions. Bring the word of God to everything that's out of line and out of sync in your mind and your emotions. Let your, your emotions and your mind prosper according to the word of God and the power of the Holy Ghost. Rule your mind, rule your emotions, guard your heart, for out of it will flow the the issues of life. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Change your tomorrow by changing your internal self today. Mm -hmm. Kingdom come, will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. The kingdom of God rules us. But the kingdom of God also removes all sickness and all demonic oppression. It's a kingdom of power. And the kingdom is the gospel because it preaches through us that everyone everywhere can receive salvation through Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth. As it is in heaven. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise your Lord. Maybe you're here tonight and maybe it's the first time you've been here. Maybe you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you've never asked Jesus into your life. Well, this is your opportunity right now. Every one of us in this room have sinned. Every one of us in this room have been sinners, but we've been saved by the grace of God. You know, for every sin there is a Savior. We all fall short without Jesus, but the only way you can have your sins forgiven. The only way you can have a brand new start is through Jesus Christ. He's the only way who can He's the only one who can just wipe the slate clean. A lot of people want that. A lot of people try and earn that in their own self. You can't, it can only happen through the finished work of Christ. Through the blood of Jesus that cleanses us from all sin. You know, you might never have asked Jesus into your life before. I don't know who's here tonight. But the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. I don't know everybody who's here. But I have to give you that opportunity. If you're here tonight and you're saying, I just want to put myself right with God, I need peace from God. I need to receive Christ as Lord and Savior. If that's you and you're in the room right now, just raise your hand so I can pray with you. Praise God. Amen. Amen. That's wonderful. That's the greatest thing that can happen. Is somebody giving their lives to Jesus. Is anybody else here never accepted Jesus into their life? Praise God. Praise God. I'd like us all just to pray a prayer right now if we can of dedication to Christ I want us to pray that prayer and as we do that for those that have raised their hands right now you're going to be transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light something miraculous is going to happen right now and you're going to be born again God isn't saying to you right now, you've got to change this, you've got to change that, you've got to do this other thing. He's saying, repent. Recognize where you're at and accept a Savior into your life. That is wonderful. So can we all just pray this prayer together right now? Are we ready? Family of God. Pray after me. Heavenly Heavenly Father, I thank you that you've brought me here right now. And I recognize that I've fallen short. I recognize that there's sin in my life. But I also know that Jesus is the Savior. And Jesus, I ask you now, by the Holy Spirit, to wipe the slate clean. All the things that I've done wrong. Make me clean. I'm sorry for what I've done. But cleanse me now. Through your blood. And I believe in my heart. And confess with my mouth. That Jesus Christ is Lord. Therefore. According to the word of God. I'm saved. I'm a child of God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. That's wonderful. Well done. You're in the family of God right now. That's, that's wonderful. And I'm sure one or two people will, will talk to you afterwards. Laura. maybe you could have a chat with this lady as well. That would be great. This is a great church here. This is a great family. And that's wonderful. You're saved now. You're born again. You know, like any of us. If, if we only had a moment left, if, if, if we left this body right now, we'd be in heaven with Jesus. That's what the Bible promises. You are saved. You're born again. You've got a brand new start from today. Praise God. That's wonderful. That's that's the greatest gift. That's the greatest gift. That's the greatest miracle. That's worth coming 3,500 miles for. (laughs) To see somebody saved. Praise the Lord. Maybe you're here tonight as well and you, you are a Christian and... You've, you, 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 you're just not right with God right now And you need to make that fresh commitment to walk with God Maybe you've got a little bit dry Maybe you've got a little bit lukewarm Well, you know, God is not condemning you tonight Why? Because there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus Amen if Somebody's beating you over the head with, with, with the word of God and, and, and trying to come all judgmental that, That's not God God is a God of love God is a God of grace. He comes in mercy. And he's got great patience with me. And if he's got great patience with me, he's got great patience with you. I mess up at times. You haven't just got to speak to God, speak to my wife. And don't tell him anything. (laughs) But I do. I'm not perfect yet, but I'm trying to be. But maybe you're here today, and you're just saying, I- I'm just not right with the Lord. There's, there's things in my life. There- there's blockages. There's-, there's things in my walk with God. I, I feel so dry. I feel-, I feel that I've lost that first love for the Lord. If-, if you want me to pray for you right now, just raise your hand where you are. Thank you. Anybody else? Anybody else? I pray for you as well. Anybody else? Father, I just pray for those in the room right now that that need to make that decision. I just pray that there will be a first love for Jesus Christ, touching and filling and transforming those people that have just raised their hands right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And I rebuke the spirit of this age. I rebuke the attacks of the enemy. I know that the enemy comes in like a flood, but Lord, you always raise up a standard. You always release your word. You always release your power. You always release your grace. And I pray for for fresh first love of Jesus Christ to just fill your people right now, for those that need it. I I, I rebuke all dryness. I, I rebuke all weariness. I come up against every attack of the enemy right now, and I release the power of God in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Come on, just keep praying. Let's pray for you right now. Amen. Just reach out your hands to this lady just as she comes right now. Yeah, if, can you make it or would you rather me come there? Are you okay coming? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we just prayed for our dear lady right now. Yes. Our dear friend, Anna, can you just come and, and, and pray right now? I want to call for the glory of God to just come upon you right now in the name of Jesus. All the way through your body. All the way through your body right now in the name of Jesus. I curse all sickness. I curse all disease. I command all sickness to leave your body right now in the name of Jesus. And we call the power of God. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let that glory cloud just come down right now. We curse sickness. We curse disease. We rebuke the spirit of death right now. We speak. rebuke the spirit of death and infirmity right now in the name of Jesus. And we call that kingdom power to go through the body. And we declare that as we lay hands on the sick, they shall recover in Jesus' name. We release, we release the power of God. The power of God right now from the top of your head. The souls of your feet right now. It's anointing right now, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, all the way through your body. We curse sickness, we command, weakness to believe, we command strength In your body right now, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus, 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 Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Thank you, we'll just Jesus. we really to Thank you, Jesus. we Jesus' name. Jesus' name. We believe you've done something of that. Right now in the name of Jesus. We we'll give you thanks. We we'll give you praise. We we'll give you glory. Um, praise God. Yes. <impressioning> <going> <sighs> Amen. Praise God. That's what. It means. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.